Good morning and welcome to Alger Assembly of God. Welcome back to electricity. Welcome back to air conditioning. Welcome back to lights and sound system, this microphone, uh, all of that as our electric came on just minutes before our service was scheduled to start. Uh, we are uh, glad that you are here worshiping with us. We are back in our series entitled, Why? So we've looked at, why don't I always feel God? That was the very first one we spent some time on. And then our, our last couple of times together, we've, uh, we've had a lot to say, and we've looked at, why doesn't God answer my prayers? And so this morning, I will take just another brief look back. If, if you missed either of those two weeks, uh, certainly you can find that online, but you can check this out this morning, jot down some notes, and we're going to kind of briefly review those thoughts, and then we'll, we'll kind of find our way to the end this morning with some definites. But the, the thought is, why doesn't God answer our prayers? And what we found is we are not alone. Good news, you're not alone. We had all kinds of people in here raise their hand and said, I've prayed for something, and that prayer hasn't happened, uh, it hasn't been answered. I have not received that answer yet. And we looked at Paul, and we saw how Paul prayed for that uh, thorn in his flesh to be removed, and it wasn't. So the good news is that you are not alone. Track with me. We're going to go through these real quick, all right? Good news, we're not alone. What we also saw is we looked at eight real quick things. Why doesn't he? And these were all prefaced with maybe. These are biblical phrases, biblical scriptures, biblical definitions, but I don't know all of the specifics as to why your specific prayer isn't answered. But here were some maybes. Here were some biblical thoughts as to why perhaps uh, your prayers have not been answered. First of all, we saw maybe it was broken relationships. And under broken relationships, there were three things we looked at quickly. First of all, we said maybe you don't have a relationship with God. We're saying, God, I want you to answer my prayer, and there's no connection. There's no relationship. There are plenty of scriptures about God hearing and answering and, and desiring to come alongside of and help his children. But maybe you or someone who's praying to God is not a child of God. Maybe there is no relationship with God. Or maybe there's a broken relationship with God. Maybe you, you had a relationship with God, and at some point in time, over time, you've kind of drifted away, or someone has drifted away. It's, it's not been God, the one that's moved, but maybe you or someone else has. And so there's that broken relationship with God. Psalm 66 says, if I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. And so perhaps there's this broken relationship, or, or maybe thirdly, Maybe it's a broken relationship with others. There's something between you and another individual, and maybe part of that is just making sure that that is right. Our relationships with God's important. Our relationships with others are important. Understand that this is not some kind of magic guarantee. Okay, if I fix this, I'm guaranteed God's got to answer my prayers. That's, that's not it. But perhaps it's because of broken relationships. Secondly, what we looked at was, well, maybe we simply haven't prayed. 
And that's, that's kind of the, the simple part of it. James says, you have not because you ask not. So maybe the thought is, we say, God, why aren't you answering me? Maybe we've not been praying. Maybe we've not been asking, seeking, knocking, believing that God's going to answer those prayers. So perhaps we've not prayed. Number three, maybe it's because of wrong motives. James as well says, when you ask, you don't receive because you ask with wrong motives to spend what you get on your pleasures. Maybe, maybe what we're asking for, it's, it's stuff that benefits us or blesses us, uh, but maybe it's, it's the wrong motives and what we're asking for it is not quite right. Number four, maybe we don't believe God can or will. And with this one, remember, we said that we needed to be kind of cautious and careful. We needed to have a balance because faith is important. Hebrews says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we ought to have faith that God can and will. But we also got to be cautious that we don't say, I've got to have a certain level of faith. Well, if you only had faith, this would happen. Or if you had more faith, maybe you wouldn't get sick. What we're doing is then we're putting it all on us. The reason prayer is answered or not answered is because of my faith or level of faith or lack of faith. So we, we've, we talked about the fact that we've got to be balanced. Have faith, but yet trust in him. So perhaps we're saying we pray, but we're not really sure whether God can or really whether God will. Number five, what we looked at, we said maybe God has something different in mind. You pray red, God answers blue. We looked at Paul. He, he prayed for that thorn in the flesh to be removed. God had other different plans, which was, no, not to remove that thorn in the flesh. So perhaps when we pray, God has something different in mind. Number six, what we looked at, maybe, and this is our favorite one, maybe God has something better in mind. We pray for one thing, it's not answered, but maybe God desires to bless in a different area or bless in an even greater way. Sometimes that, that happens with our kids. Remember, we, we talk about uh, maybe a kid's asking for something at the grocery store. Mom, Dad, can I have this? Can I have this? And we say, no, the reason is we've got something even better at home that we're ready to give. And so that no sounds harsh, but the reason is we've got something better in store. Again, this is a maybe in some cases, maybe God has something better in mind. Ephesians says to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. Sometimes we have some big imaginations. We have some big asking times. He's able to, not just to do what we can scrape up, think up, ask or imagine. Not just more, but immeasurably more. So in some cases, maybe God has something better in mind. Number seven, we looked at this. Maybe it's not God's will. We say, God, I, I want this to take place. I'm praying for this. Maybe it's simply not his will. And then number eight, maybe it's not his timing. As we looked at our timing is now, 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 right away, or even better, yesterday. Maybe it's not his timing. Maybe the answer is going to come, or maybe the answer even is yes, but it's, it's really not yet. 
Keep waiting. So all of those are, are some scriptural things, some scriptural reasons as to maybe why those prayers have not been answered. I, I wish and I would love to be able to, to step in and say, okay, you know, you're number two and your answer is because of number three and yours is because of four and five or seven and eight. I don't know all of the reasons why these prayers have not been answered. But as we saw, with many hands raised, pretty much every hand raised in this place, we've all prayed, trusted God, believed God for something, and we would say, I've not received an answer. God's not answered my prayer. So these are a whole bunch of maybes. Maybe here's why it's not happened. As we close out this one particular topic, I want to close out by sharing about some definites. We spent a couple weeks on maybes. Maybe this and maybe that. Here's some biblical scriptural possibilities. But this morning, I want to share those definites. And then we're going to spend some time in prayer. So here is definite number one. Understand this, jot it down, get it into our hearts. Definite number one is this. God is sovereign, so trust him. God is sovereign. If you look that up in the, the dictionary, it would say someone of supreme rank or authority. God's sovereign. God's God and we're not. He is able to respond as he sees fit. Now, you've probably witnessed this either as a child or now as a parent or as a grandparent. When a child asks for something, sometimes as a parent you say yes, and sometimes as a parent you say no. And, and then if you say no, what, what's the, the answer or what's the, the question and response? Why? Now, sometimes there's a whole host of reasons, right? We don't have the time. We don't have the money. You know, there, something else is going to, all these answers. But sometimes, and I bet, you've probably said it. Because I said so. How many of you have ever uttered or heard those words? Let me see the hands. Yeah, I thought so. Because I said so. What are you saying? You're saying, I'm the parent, you're the child. In some case, you know, I don't have to share a, a five-page dissertation on why. The answer is yes or the answer is no. In a sense, you're able to make that call. Now, in a similar way, God is sovereign. God is God, and we're not. And so many times we pray Sometimes God says yes, or sometimes God says no. And, and as his children, we often answer with a, well, why God? Or why not? And sometimes we do understand, or sometimes God does help us understand or guide us into the understanding of reasons why. And sometimes it's as we look back. If you, if you found that, Sometimes you pray for something and, and God answers or God doesn't answer. But as you move forward in time, you can kind of look back and understand, oh, I see what you were doing here, God. I didn't understand it then, but I know now the why. Sometimes we can understand that. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be great if 
if our, our prayer life with God was sort of like technology with the app. So you pray to God, and you get this instant text or email or postcard or letter, and it outlines in detail all of the reasons why or why not God answered or did not answer your prayer or is still waiting to answer your prayer. Because we're inquisitive people. And though our kids say, why, 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 as adults, we use that word a lot too. So sometimes God does share the why, but sometimes he doesn't. And if he doesn't, that's okay too because he is sovereign. He is God, the creator, the savior. He's God, we're not. He doesn't have to explain the whys or the why nots. Again, sometimes he does. But he's a good God and we can trust him. He's a sovereign God and trust him. Psalm 910 says, those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. If you know him, if you know his name, trust in him. God loves you and desires the best thing for you. God's not out trying to smash us like ants on the pavement. God loves and desires the best. So we can trust in him. He's sovereign. He is overseeing everything about our world. We can trust him. He's not forsaken those who seek him. Very familiar verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with a little bitty bit of your heart. That's not what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will guide, he will direct your paths. So God is sovereign. When we pray, part of that prayer, it's, it's reminding ourselves God is sovereign. We can trust him. It's about him. It's not about us. And it keeps us close to the one who, he's the one that's overseeing everything. Trust in his control, trust in his plans, trust in his purposes. God is sovereign, trust him. That is a definite for our lives. Here's definite number two. Focus on God, not just his answers. Focus on God and not just his answers. Many times we tend to focus on all of the answers, all, all of the requests, all of the stuff that we want. Sometimes it can be kind of like a child with a list for Santa, right? And I wanna, and I wanna, and I want a, oh, and a, and a, and a. And we go on and on about all this stuff that we want. We're focused on the stuff sometimes more so than the person who can provide the stuff. Unfortunately, that can be the same thing with our walk with God. Well, God, I really want you to answer and bless and heal and provide and guide. I want all of these things from you. And we get so focused, instead of the focus and the attention being on God, 
We focus on all the stuff that we want from God. So part of the, the definite that hopefully what would get into our heart and, and resonate in our lives is to focus on Him. We get so focused on, on the blessings or on the finances or on the healing or on the provision, the, the direction. We overlook God the one who's able to bless, the one who's able to heal, the one who's able to guide and provide and direct. Sometimes our, our prayers are answered in incredible ways, miraculous ways. I'm going to be trusting and believing with you here in just a few moments. Other times, our prayers are answered differently, or maybe they're answered not at all. But we've got to make sure that we're focusing on the right thing. Focusing on God, not the response. Focusing on God, not the answers. Psalm 78, 7 says this, Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. If we're not careful, we get so focused on the deeds rather than the one who can do the deeds. When it comes to prayer, yes, we're looking for healing and, and we're looking for provision. We're looking for strength. We're looking for comfort. We're looking for all of those things. But let's not lose sight of the fact all of that comes from God. Focus on God, not just his answers. Here's definite number three for us this morning. Seek God's will, not just our wants. God's will, not just our wants. And many times when we pray, it's, God, I want you to do what I want, how I want, and when I want it. You hear how many times we have that word want in there? What we're saying is, God, do it for me exactly how I want it to be done. Part of those maybes that we were talking about a little bit earlier was, well, maybe when we're praying, maybe it isn't. God's will we want it to be but maybe it's not God's will so let's seek his will seek what he wants in our lives As Matthew 6 says but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you or given to you as well many times when we pray it's like we're trying to Force God to conform to our will. You've never done that, right? You, it's those other people. But you're praying, and you're saying, God, I really, really want this. I want it to be your will. We're, we're trying to kind of squeeze his will into whatever we want. Let's reverse that. Let's pray in accordance with his will. God I want what you want. Even Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done. It's your will, God. It's whatever you want for me. He's a good God. He's a loving God. He's a sovereign God. I can trust in him. I need to seek his will and what he desires. Let's conform our will to his. Seeking after his will Instead of our wants. Number four, 
Definite number four is this. Keep praying. Don't give up. That's a definite. Keep praying and don't give up. Have you ever read in Scripture, Scripture after Scripture, where God says, Stop praying! Don't pray. Don't bring me requests. Don't ask me for anything. Stop! I don't know that I've seen that in there. Instead, what we see is, come, seek, ask, knock, trust, believe. We can bring our requests to him. So the encouragement is to pray and pray some more and pray some more to keep praying and not give up. Do we always understand why sometimes prayers are answered, uh, some prayers are answered kind of instantly and others seem to be, you know, they, they take years and years? I can't explain it. But who's to say that something that we've prayed about 999 times, who's to say that maybe God would answer it on the 1,000th prayer? I don't know. You don't know. It gets back to God is sovereign. We can trust him. But keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, keep praying. I'm sure you've heard some powerful testimonies. I, I came across the story of a woman. She stood up in a Sunday school class, and she told about a friend of hers. This friend was known to some other people in the church. And this individual had prayed for her husband for salvation for 59 years. That's a, that's just a, that's a long time to pray and not receive an answer, right? After all those years, 59 years, he finally gave his heart to the Lord, trusted in Jesus, and died a few months later. Can you imagine? Now, don't you think, be honest, don't you think that wife would have been discouraged at least once or a whole bunch of times in 59 years? I mean, you and I, uh, we're that culture of now, we're that culture of fast food. So, I mean, waiting a day, whoa, I got to wait a day? Wait a week? Wait a month? Wait a whole nother year? I'm going to be a whole nother year older before my prayer is answered? That, that, is, that is just crazy. That is out there to us. But 59 years? Can you imagine uh, the, the periods and, and the challenges of, of maybe discouragement that she had faced? Yet faithfully, she prayed 59 years years now God is sovereign and God can do whatever he would desire to do but what if she stopped praying could God have still answered the prayer from before sure God's sovereign but the encouragement is keep praying and don't give up in fact Jesus told his disciples a parable Luke 18 he told them a parable to show them they should always pray and not give up. You've heard the, the parable of the teaching. and In a certain town, verse 2, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. 
And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so she won't eventually come and attack me. Now, we must note, as Jesus told the parable, he's not comparing the heavenly father to the judge who just gets irritated and says, ah, they keep coming to me for prayer. I'll just give them what they want, you know, instead of flicking them like a, like a fly. I mean, it, it, God is not this frustrated, irritated judge. The point of the story, the point of Jesus' parable is we're to be like the woman who kept praying, who kept praying, who kept seeking and desired justice, desired an answer. Because in other scriptures, we, he talks about and, and Jesus talks about how good our Heavenly Father is who loves to bless his children. The encouragement is pray. Haven't seen an answer? Pray. And pray some more and keep praying. Who knows, God might answer that prayer in a way you never thought possible. You ever experienced that? You pray and you pray, and just about maybe when you're about to give up, God steps in and answers, and it's not exactly what you're thinking about. It's kind of that different but better. Who knows? But the encouragement is pray and don't give up. There's nothing in Scripture that says, okay, if you pray 25 times, you know, your, your percentage of praying and your percentage of receiving an answer from God, it goes up. This isn't about statistics. This isn't about making or forcing God to do anything. We can't do that. It's about being faithful, bringing those needs, bringing those requests to him, and trusting in him. He is sovereign. So pray and don't give up. A final definite this morning. Before we take some time and, and invite you to come, we're going to pray and believe that God's going to do something powerful and incredible in, in our lives this day. Number five is this. Believe even if God doesn't answer. Hmm. Believe even if God doesn't answer. Daniel chapter 3, we've looked at this portion of Scripture before a number of years ago as we went through the entire chapter, entire book of Daniel, verse by verse. It's one of those very familiar Bible stories. It's, it's one of those Sunday school Bible stories. It's one of those flannel graph Bible stories, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three Hebrew children, and King Nebuchadnezzar, had the massive idol of gold. 90 foot tall. When the music played, everyone was to bow down to the idol, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not, right? Some of the other officials told on them, brought them to the king, basically gave him one last chance. We're going to try this again. We're going to play the music. You bow down to my idol or we're going to throw you into the fiery furnace. Doesn't sound so good. 
And their response is powerful. Daniel chapter 3, verses 17 and 18, immediately after the king has confronted them, are their words. They said, King, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Listen to these next six words. But even if he does not, even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Did you catch how powerful that was? They stood up to the king. They said, king, our God can and we believe our God will. But if not... We still trust in him. We still believe in him. And we're not going to bow down to the idol. How do we pray? Believe that God can answer your prayer. Believe that all things are possible with God. Believe not just that God can, but that God will answer. Believe that he's a good God, that he desires to bless his children. Believe he can, believe he will, but even if he doesn't, even if he chooses not to, even if he chooses something different, if he chooses something better, even if he chooses to wait, if he chooses to do anything other than what I'm hoping for, I'm still trusting, I'm still believing in him. Believe even if he doesn't answer. There's a handful of these definitions. We've looked at some maybes. Maybe here are some of the things that have taken place. Maybe some of those might affect why or why not those prayers are being answered. But as we close this portion of the series, I want you to understand the definites. Number one, God is sovereign and we can trust him. Number two, we focus on God, not just his answers number three we seek his will and not just our wants number four keep praying and don't give up and finally believe even if God doesn't answer 